0: kid in a candy store (laughs) I consider this one of the highest privilege and awesome responsibility to be standing here and appreciate the class leadership to allow me that opportunity Uh, this is a true story a couple an older couple one evening went to our club just to have a quick drink and as as soon as they entered they found themselves out of place because everybody in the club the crowd was all young people and so they just had a quick drink and walked out Uh, the husband wanted to use the restroom so the wife uh, walked out and stayed away from the entrance of the club waiting for the husband and after a while, the husband walks out. After a while, she's walk, watching the door of the club, and an old person walks out. And she thinks that, well, we are not the only old people here. Some, somebody's older than us. But she realizes that was her husband. <laughs> and Dr. Toussaint would say this has nothing to do with the lesson this morning (laughs) four words of Psalm uh, 23 that we have studied before remember the Lord not counting the article Lord my shepherd is long time ago but you remember, <laughs> today we will cover another four words, not individually like that, but as a phrase I shall not want. I shall not want. <laughs> remember the lesson we had last Sunday? Did you do you remember what you had for breakfast yesterday <laughs> or 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 for for dinner Friday evening Did you stop eating because you didn't remember <laughs> That's what that's why we keep coming back again and again even though we will forget the message as soon as we walk out the door of the church but the Word continues to indwell and, Im- and impact our hearts and minds as we continue to fill our lives with the Word, and that's why we are here this morning and on Zoom. Uh, but the Word never goes void whenever we have opportunity to hear. But I'm sure you remember the message last Sunday. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. Or what Jesus said that, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the other things will be taken care of. And if you think of, that is the central message. Because remember, when that young man came jesus asking what should i do uh, he said these are the commandments love your love the lord your god and love your neighbor as yourself that is the summary of all the law and the prophets he was pointing to the whole old testament so that actually is the summary of the whole bible seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and today we have exactly the same message Today we have exactly the same message in these four words. Before we begin the four words, let me give you four things about this psalm that I may have given when we started a few months ago, first four words. This psalm is not for the sheep. It's for David. David David is not talking about sheep. David is talking about himself. And this morning I counted the first person pronouns, I, my, me, 15 times in NASB, more or less in your different versions. Every verse, every phrase he is using, putting himself, I, my, me, the Lord is my shepherd. And he ends the psalm, I shall be in the house of the Lord forever. And every phrase he's using, I, me, my. So he's not talking about sheep. He's talking about himself. Second, this is not a future. This is present. We are not looking forward to heaven after we die. We are enjoying heaven now. We are Enjoying heaven now. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul when I went to the pearly halls. Does it say that? (laughs) When at the cross my Savior made me whole. That's when the heaven begins. We start enjoying heaven at the point, from the beginning point of receiving Jesus at the cross. Of course, it doesn't come right away. But as we continue to grow in our relationship, our joy and peace that fills our hearts and minds and souls continue to increase. Isaiah fifty-five tells that you will go out with joy and be led forth in peace. So much, so so much, so that they they fill uh, the mountains and hills burst out in song before you, and the. Trees of the field clap their hands. They don't sing, mountains don't sing, trees don't clap, but whole nature is filled with joy. So this psalm is not for the sheep, it's for us. This psalm is not for future, it's for now. Third thing is this psalm is not for material blessings. And that will be the main point today. This psalm is not for material blessing. Every blessing he mentions here is related and grows out of our relationship with the Lord. Every blessing, and he is mentioning ten some blessings here. We will go one after another as we have the opportunities. And the fourth thing, the blessings come with responsibilities. There are two sides of every blessing, two sides of the coin. One side is the blessing, other side is the responsibility. And let me tell you, blessing without responsibility can turn into curse. Think about somebody winning a lottery. What would that do to their life, to their family? Blessing without responsibility can turn into curse. And this psalm, as it describes, every phrase is every different blessing. All our life we have known this psalm. And if you grew up in the church, then you, have, you, can, you can recite that in your sleep. And it is such a profound, such a profound psalm that we cannot even, ever fathom the meaning and that is the, the the beauty of the word of god is such a profound that it's so simple so that we kind of think we know like people knew jesus but did not know him but if we stop to think you realize that it's such a profound well so let's just study these four words today one phrase We all know what uh, the experience that King Solomon had, right? One evening, one night in his sleep, he has a dream. And God shows up to him, ask whatever you want and it will be given to you. It says, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream at night and God said, ask what you wish and I'll give it to you. (laughs) I thought, if God appears to me in a dream and asks me, what would I ask? Have you ever thought of that? If God appeared to me and asked, gave me just open-ended promise, ask whatever you want and it will be given to you. And Solomon's wise response give your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, to discern between good and evil. And we know that Solomon became greater than all the kings of the earth in riches and in wisdom. What would you have asked? What would you ask if God comes to you in your dream? answer to that question will show where my heart is answer to that question will show on god or on his blessings that is the point of these four words i shall not lack what have your has been your understanding I shall not lack. When we read this phrase, we think about God, think about in a material sense. Because God is my shepherd, I have everything that I need. God is my provider. God is my Jehovah Jireh. And whatever I need materially, God will provide. I shall not want. That's the NIV translation. Or I lack nothing. Or I have all I need. In a New Living Translation. Of course, that is true. Of course, that is true. God provides for all our needs and even wants over abundantly. Did you have a good breakfast this morning? Were you warm last February a year ago when uh, <laughs> everything went bad? God provides. We have a roof over on our head, good clothes to wear and, and closets full of clothes and everything and uh, pantries full with, 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 uh, with food. Word of God repeatedly promises us that whatever we need, God will provide david uh, lifelong experience says that i was young and now i i'm old i have never seen a righteous forsaken and and he freely lends to other people meaning i have so much that i can be a blessing to other people god gives over abundantly so you can share with other people Again, David says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him will lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good things. Think about manna. You may not have thought about like this, but when they gathered more, It wasn't too much. When they gathered less, there was enough. If If it were me, I would like to gather less and just sit and relax. Wouldn't that be nice? But people wanted to gather even on Sundays or too much more and then kept more and got all the worms in there. That's our attitude. And that is the beautiful, that manna situation is the beautiful picture of how God provides. Psalm 127 says that in vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat for while they sleep. (laughs) While they sleep, who provides for them? We all know Dallas Theoretical Seminary, doing well. And whatever I am and I'm doing today is because of what I spent four years there some 45 some years ago. Uh, But it it began 1924. They would be celebrating 100 years in a couple of years. 1924. Within two years they almost lost everything. The Mortgage payment was coming up and they didn't have any money. So Dr. Schaeffer and the faculty members got together and went into our room and started praying. There was one uh, you probably hear know, Harry Ironside. He prayed in his uh, typical way, Lord you own cattle on a thousand hills, why don't you sell some, and provide for our need. (laughs) And as they are praying, a cowboy appears and talks to the girl, a receptionist. He said, I just sold a truckload of cattle and I got this check and I don't need that and the Lord has laid on my heart to give it to the seminary. Well, he first came and said, can I see the president? And the lady says, well, now he's in, in prayer. So I said, oh, it's okay. I'll just want to give this check. When he said that, the girl got excited and said, wait, 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 wait. I'll take you to the president right now. I said, no, 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 I don't want to disturb them. them. And, and he walked away. But the girl couldn't wait. Gingerly knocked at the door open and went in and gave the check to Dr. Schaefer and told where it came from. And Dr. Schaefer told Harry Ironside, Harry, the Lord sold few kettles this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you can see this story on Google. Lord sold cattle for Dallas Seminary. Search it. It's there. History. This is just not made of a story. But... It's not only true for an institution, it's true for every one of us. (laughs) Sometimes people ask me, are you retired? The age probably is showing. (laughs) And I told them that, well, I retired when I was 32, in 1974, you can calculate. I'll be 18 a couple of months later this year. That's when I quit my college teaching job in in India, and my wife, a good uh, state government job, and we came to Dallas Seminary, 1974. I have not had a job. Never worked, in a sense. God has provided over abundantly We know families who have four people working in the family, husband, wife, children, grown-up, two sons, and struggling. And for 48 years, we have not had a job and never, ever needed have a situation where we want something, not just need. We want something and not having money. The Lord is provider. I shall not lack. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not be in want. So that's true. And if you have that understanding of that phrase, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want, you are not wrong. But again, as I said in the beginning, this psalm is not talking about material things. The whole Bible is never, ever, Jesus never told you about material emphasis in your life. Bible always, always, always talking about spiritual matters and the priority. Remember the last message, last Sunday's message? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things. You don't have to worry about that. Allow the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. That is the central message of the Bible. So the Lord is my shepherd. I have come into the relationship with him. I enjoy these blessings while I am on earth, the material blessing. But what David is talking about So, instead of, I shall not want, I lack nothing. What he's speaking about is that, I do not want. In the want, in the meaning, in the sense of desire. I do not desire. The Lord is my shepherd, so I do not desire anything else. All my wants are satisfied. I am fully content and satisfied. All my wants even are met. I do not want anything else. I, in the Lord, I have something that is beyond all my needs and wants. Our Lord is my shepherd, and that is enough. Our Lord is my shepherd, and that is enough. Nothing else, I want nothing else, I want nothing more. God is enough. In the Old Testament, this is a good principle laid out for Levites, servants of the Lord. When Abraham, not only Levites, but even before that, when Abraham, remember those four kings and five kings, and then Abraham delivered Lot, and then came the money and all that. And he didn't want to accept when the that happened when Abram refused to accept the anything from those kings. He helped the Lord said, What? To do not be afraid, Abraham, I am your shield and your very good reward. You do something and you get a reward. You do something and sometimes you get a monetary reward. But the greatest reward is out of this world. Greatest reward is out of this world. And God says, I am your reward. And Levites did not receive any pro- portion in the land, the land was the promised land. And to have a piece of land, even here in America, to buy a house or things like that, is a dream, right? The Levites did not receive any piece of land. The Lord told them, you will have no inheritance in their land. See that word, their land, whose there is. The rest of Israelites, not Levites included in that. Even the pronouns and tense and everything is so important in the Bible when you think about that. It says, You will have no inheritance in their land, nor will you have any share among them, Israelites. For why? For I am your share and in your inheritance among the Israelites. Number 1820. Or Moses also included, instructed them that when you share the land, when you divide the land, Levites have no share or inheritance among their brothers. Why? Because the Lord is their inheritance. The word inheritance is very very important in the Bible. Inheritance is eternal. The land is eternal. The inheritance is eternal. But Levites have no inheritance. Because their inheritance is something more eternal. The Lord himself... And Joshua, when he divided, and that happened, when Joshua divided the land, but to the tribe of Levi, he gave gave no inheritance, Joshua 13, 14. And in the New Jerusalem, read read Ezekiel chapters uh, 40 to 48, describes the New Jerusalem. The Millennial Kingdom, when Jesus Christ will come, and the New Jerusalem set up, and the land would be divided. Revelation describes the, uh, the, the gates and, and, and everything of the land. Even there, I am, be, I am to be the only inheritance the priest will have. You are to give them no possession in Israel to the priest. I will be their possession. And you know what? You and I are the priests. In the New Testament sense, as Peter says, we are the royal priesthood. By the way, royal priesthood is a collocational class, oxymoron, from the Old Testament perspective, because king and priest can't go together. But we are royal, and we are priests, And our inheritance is not here and now. Our inheritance is up there. And our inheritance is not anything. Our inheritance is the person, person of Jesus Christ, the Lord. Uh, And so in the New Covenant, every, every believer is a priest. Psalm 73. Do you know Psalm 73? You should. That is one of the beautiful psalm, and, and uh, it's not by David, it's by Asaph. But Psalm 73, this man, Asaph, looks around, and he is perplexed. He feels jealous, jealous of the people of the world. Look, these people, they are fat. By being fat, was being blessing, no? Look, Look! these people, they are flat. Their, their cows never miscarry, and they have lots and lots of children, and they, they build their homes. Why am I so good? Why am I so good? And not enjoy those kind of things. And he says, when my heart was grieved and my spirit embettered, Im- i was senseless and ignorant verse 2173 i was a brute beast before you he comes to realize that my heart is not really set right i am looking at wrong things when i came to you when i came into the presence of the lord then i realized that how full fool, how foolish I was to think like that. Yet I am always with you. You hold me by your right hand. You guide me with your counsel and afterward you will take me into your glory. And these are the words I like, I love. Whom I have in heaven but you. On earth I desire nothing besides you. My strength and my heart, they may fail. But listen, but the Lord is the portion inheritance of my heart. The Lord is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. He says, those who are from you, far from you will perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, it is good to be near God. And I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge, and I will tell all your deeds. If your Lord is your shepherd, if I have Lord as my shepherd, what else would I need? (laughs) What else would I need? I'd rather have Jesus. Remember that song? I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. I'd rather have material things are God's blessing. God is good. I've been young and never, and now old and never seen a righteous forsaken said David. But without God, no one can enjoy. Ecclesiastes says it. A man can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in his work. Material things are not bad. And those are good gifts of God and nothing wrong in enjoying those things. And if you you put the... uh, too much emphasis on wrongness of material things. Material things are not to be blamed. They are neutral. They can't harm us. Only we can harm ourselves by putting too much emphasis on material things. So Ecclesiastes, the central idea probably is in this verse. He says, a man can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in his work. That's what we do here on earth until we go to be with the Lord. This too I see is from the hand of God and he raises a question for without him who can enjoy for without him who can eat or find satisfaction abundant life is found in the Lord. And Lord, alone, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And Lord, and Lord, Jesus said that the, there are two choices. Thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I'll come so that you may have life, an abundant life. And that abundant life, as we said earlier, starts at the beginning of our relationship with the Lord at the cross human nature is to run after material things. and even at this age even in this class even at this our situation that Lord has blessed us meeting all our needs all our life we still may have our focus on different or wrong things human nature is to run after material things and Feel the suffer the consequences like they are like Paul describes in First Timothy sixth chapter. Some have gone after the world and have destroyed their lives. But godliness with contentment is gain, great gain. For the world offers, John says in his letter, for the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. Again, Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes and Job If I told you that they both have a same message, you probably would be surprised. Well, the whole Bible is the same message, so there is no surprise. But think about Ecclesiastes. He has everything. Read chapter uh, chapter 2. I built the houses I built the gardens I had many 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 wives and, and I became greater than anybody anyone else in in my time I accumulated the wealth and everything in verse 12 he says that uh, think about that at the end of his life he's sitting in a recliner a, 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 a cup in a hand a, a cup of wine in his hand and he's looking back to his life he said when I surveyed everything that I had done and, and I achieved had achieved, behold, everything was meaningless and there was no gain in the world. How would you feel if you came to the end of life and look back and found that? That's the result of the wrong emphasis. Now compare to Job. He had everything, but no more, but no more. Now sitting at the airship, even the friends have become enemy. If you have friends like this, then what's the difference between friend and enemy, even wife? but i know my redeemer lives, and one day i will see him my very own eyes everything but no god and vanity of vanities, nothing but god and is everything nothing but god and is everything see two extremes but the same message I would rather have Jesus than anything this world affords to me. Remember Habakkuk? Lisa pointed out to that. He said, if the fig tree does not blossom, if there are no crops, uh, gra- grapes on the vine, there are no crops in the field, no, n- there are no, no sheep in the field, no cattle in the stall, yet will I rejoice where? In the Lord Yet will I rejoice in the Lord, and I will be joyful in the Lord my Savior. And he makes my feet like feet of deer and takes me on the uppermost height. If nothing else, everything is gone. Only if the Lord remains, that's enough. That's enough few years ago or this is probably not happening now in America but few decades ago in a small town in a... uh, there was a tradition that the Sunday morning newspaper would give the... Saturday, uh, Saturday morning newspaper will give the Sunday message title. So Friday afternoon the pastor will call the editor, and give the title to them so that they can print on Saturday morning. So once Friday afternoon, a pastor called and gave the title. The title for Sunday is, The Lord is My Shepherd. The editor asked, Anything more? And the pastor said, That's enough. And the Saturday morning newspaper gave the title Of the Sunday message the Lord is my shepherd that's enough (laughs) (laughs) the Lord is my shepherd that's enough and you can see this story on Google whoever has son no, no not that story not that story but the other story whoever has son has life who is look check that out we don't have time to say that tell that story Check that out on Google. Whoever has son has life. That means whoever does not have the son does not have life. And that's actually the verse from John, uh, uh, John Slater. Wh- whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son does not have life. Solomon's story. Ask whatever you want and it will be given to you. Do you know? God has already said that to you. Didn't Jesus say, ask whatever you want and it will be given to you. Knock and it will be open. seek and it will be fine. And told his disciple that ask whatever you wish and it shall be done for you. What will be my response? Lord, I have you. That's enough. All my wants are satisfied. In you, my joy abounds. In you, peace overrules every circumstance. I am fully content and satisfied. I need nothing else. I want nothing more. Our goal in life is not to accumulate wealth or anything else. Remember last Sunday? Wayne said the chief aim of man is... Glorify God and enjoy Him forever. The Lord is my shepherd. O oh Lord God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My my body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Said David when he was running running around in the uh, uh, mountains hiding from Saul. Or as the deer pants for the water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? Said uh, uh, Korah's sons when they were in exile. Whom have I in heaven but you? On earth I desire nothing beside you. My strength and my heart, they fail But God is the portion of my heart, strength of my heart and portion forever. The Lord is my shepherd. That's enough. The Lord is my shepherd. That's enough. Let's pray. Father, thank you for providing the way to come into the relationship with You through Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank You for revealing Yourself to us daily through Your Word so we can continue to grow in that relationship. Our prayer, Father, is that we daily seek You. Daily we grow in our relationship with You. You are our shepherd. All of our needs and even wants are met in you. All of our desires and our dreams are fulfilled in you. In you we have joy and peace. In you we have fulfillment and satisfaction. You are our all in all. We want nothing else. We would rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. Our only desire, Father, is that we know you more, we love you more, we serve you more, and be a channel of your blessing to people around us. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Lord, and Shepherd. Amen.